the site of our show today has a bit of a haunted history of its own. So we're going to start right there. And joining us now is Hull House educator Nadia Moraga. Hi, Nadia. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me today. Thank you for hosting us. Uh, So for those who are familiar with uh, Hull House or who have come here before on field trips, it was a settlement house founded in the late 1800s by reformer Jane Adams, right? One of the most famous settlement houses, actually. So before we get into the haunted history, I want you to just tell us more about Hull House itself. So Hull House was, as you said, a settlement house. Um, So in the late 1800s, there was a movement where people who had like influence or, you know, financial privilege, but wanted to do good would actually go into and settle in impoverished neighborhoods, which is where settlement house comes from. Um, And Hull House particularly offered almost any kind of uh, public program you can think of, whether it was a cultural program, an arts program, a public health program. Um, And the majority of the people who lived in this community at the time were European immigrants. That demographic did change as time went on, Mm -hmm. um, and it ended up being actually one of the largest Mexican communities in the city of Chicago once it hit the 20s and 30s. Um, But most of that program, uh, those programs were set in place to actually give those immigrants uh, more of an advantage and help them build um, a basis for themselves to thrive more successfully. And what should we know about the building that we're sitting in right now? So we are currently in the residence dining hall, which is one of only two remaining buildings from the original whole house complex. At its height, it had 13 buildings. This one was used by the people who worked on site, known as residents, because they usually lived here, and they would um, eat, hence dining hall, yeah. um, but they also would have like gatherings. There would be um, high-profile speakers in many cases, so like Ida B. Wells spoke here, Frank Lloyd Wright, um, and many others over the years. So. Now that we've kind of set the scene, Nadia, I want to go to the urban legend uh, aspect of, of this place because there are some famous ones that come back to Hull House, right? So let's start with the Devil Baby. <laughs> what was the Devil Baby? Our m- most notorious resident. <laughs> yes. Um, so the Devil Baby actually originated um, in 1912, if I remember correctly, and it was a phenomenon that sort of swept the neighborhood and came out of nowhere. Um, Jane Adams wrote about it. She actually wrote an entire article for The Atlantic. Um, and in it, she describes the sort of the first day that they found out that the story was going around. And so uh, three women from the community sort of burst into Whole House and were demanding of the people working there to see the devil baby. And they're like, what are you talking about? Oh, boy. Um, and um, over time, they found that this urban legend had started circulating through the community, and it was this really rich rumor. Um, there are several different versions of the story, okay. um, but the two most prominent were um, the Italian version, which said that there was a very devout Catholic woman, and she married an atheist man. And she, at one point, had hung some sort of religious imagery in the house, and he came home from work and sort of had a tantrum, grabbed it off the wall, and he said he would much rather have a a devil for a child than have oh. that in his house or a devil in his house rather than you know that image um and wow. so he like threw it across the room lo and behold nine months later wife gives birth there's a baby and it's a devil oh, um and so it has uh, red skin it's described as having a tail and cloven hooves and horns hey. 
Um, some of the most fun versions of the story say that it could talk at birth and was like cursing its father and stole oh his God. cigar um, and started puffing <laughs> wow. away at it. It's, a, it's so fun. Um, Jane Adams says at one point there was one story that says something about a red car uh, being involved. So the family doesn't know what to do. They take the baby to Hull House. Hull House tries to get the baby baptized. That's unsuccessful. And they're kind of at the end of their rope, so they just lock it away in the attic. So <laughs> <laughs> this is this is definitely giving, you know, Salem witch trial vibes. Yes. Right? Um, like the community starts believing that there's a devil infiltrating the neighborhood, mm-hmm. essentially. Did people really believe this story? They absolutely did. Um, to the point where folks would show up here at the Hull House kind of demanding to see it? Oh, yeah. They would come in. Um, they would try to, like, wheedle their way in. They offered to pay um, the person, you know, people who would be working on site to show them the devil baby secretly. Um, Jane Adams says that at some points there were literally lines going down to the end of the block of wow. people wanting to come in and see the baby. And she was fascinated by this because it came out of nowhere. And she started talking to people and trying to get their perspectives on it. And she found that it, it was actually a really strong way or women in the community mm-hmm. to sort of communicate the things that they were experiencing in their lives. And I want to dig more into something you, you've already alluded to, but Hull House was a mix of uh, middle to low income folks, mm-hmm. right? A lot of immigrants, new to the country, all kinds of backgrounds, mm-hmm. right? How did that impact the rise of not just this urban legend, but urban legends overall? Um, so a lot of that comes from... Because that was a new phenomenon at that time. Right. Um, folklore was not, though. Okay. And that's really where a lot of this comes from. So, you know, if you look back on, um, historically, the role of folklore, of folk tales, fairy tales, all of that, um, it's usually a way for a community to, ex- to sort of uh, create a means of talking about something that they're experiencing, right? Or a danger or an anxiety mm-hmm. of that community in a way that's seen as a little less... Um, forward, you know? Um, And so if you think about like old wives tales, as they call them, um, or these like stories that have passed down all this time, a lot of it centers in on people's direct experiences um, and loss and things help people process things. Um, And this community, like you said, they were very, the majority of them were low income families. Um, There was very high mortality rates, especially among children. Um, people were working in factories, being exposed to lots of chemicals and malnutrition and harsh environments that led to a lot of like um, birth con- you know, conditions for children being born mm-hmm. that were affecting their health. Um, and so they, a lot of uh, the idea of this devil baby kind of coming and being abnormal and you know, not a normal baby or a healthy baby or what have you um, sort of correlated with that aspect of childhood in the community um, and the fear of those parents. There is also, you know, families were often experiencing domestic violence or um, just abuse in general. And here was this story where the patriarch of the family is sort of inflicting this abuse and the uh, there's a condemnation to it. There's consequences and a punishment. It's not just something they can get away with. Um, and finally, a lot of failings within families were blamed on the mother or the wife, right? So here's the story that's taking the blame off of the mother 
and putting it on someone else. Uh. And it's not a, like putting that as uh, a facet of her reputation or her as a person. Yeah. So it was kind of vindicating for a lot of women in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we're broadcasting live from the historic and possibly haunted Jane Addams Hull House on the UIC campus. We're getting into the Halloween spirit by zeroing in on the origin stories of the cities and Hull House's creepiest urban legends. And our guide is Nadia Moraga, who works here at Hull House. So I want to rifle through some other urban legends. Next here, this lady in white. Mm-hmm. Who was she? So Lady in White, um, we believe, was probably Millicent Hull. So the original Hull House mansion, which is the museum today, was actually the summer home of a very wealthy real estate developer um, who was named Charles J. Hull. Okay. And his family didn't use it for a very long time, but one time while they were staying here, his wife fell very ill and she passed away in the house. Um, and it's presumed that it was probably in what is Jane, what later became Jane Adams's bedroom. Ah, mm-hmm. so it's her. So we believe that Millicent is most likely the the lady in white, and she tends to be seen in um, like the bedroom, in Jane Adams's office. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of ghost photos online of like blurry figures on the stairs leading from the first floor to the second floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where most of those sightings are reported. Well, you know, urban legends across the country exist uh, with ladies in white, mm-hmm. right? Usually connected to some young bride who died before her wedding. Mm-hmm. Any connection there? Um, ladies in white are one of the most like common internationally um, apparitions, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I mean, we have Resurrection Mary here in Chicago. Yeah. She's one. Um, Ghost Brides, as you mentioned. Uh, La Llorona is technically a lady in white. Um, there's a, um, I'm not going to try to pronounce it uh, in Japanese, but the slit-mouthed woman um, in Japanese folklore. All of those are women who died tragically yeah. and sort of carry that um, that pain or that anger into their afterlife um, i see so real quick your court your courtyard here yes which, which i walked through <laughs> to get into this building it's got another urban legend a portal to hell mm-hmm. what um, so <laughs> so if you go into our courtyard like, should i be glad i made it inside the building yeah or? totally <laughs> um if you go into the courtyard you'll see that there is sort of a uh cement circle on the ground um there used to be a fountain there okay it was removed because it fell into disrepair um somewhere along the way fell into disrepair fell into disrepair <laughs> um somewhere along the way though uh we started to hear stories about this being a portal to hell um not honestly not sure where that came from our speculation is that it has something to do with um a funeral home that is reported to have been on that site mm-hmm. um there are some kind of lurid stories I've seen online tied that it was a well or what have you. And, but only thing we could find was that funeral home. I see. Um, but, yeah. Well, i got to ask you this. You work here, I as do. I mentioned. Have you ever seen a sighting? I have not experienced anything myself yet. I am but your keeping my fingers. Have? I'm keeping my fingers crossed. A lot of our co- my colleagues have. Um, they've had direct, uh, incidents that they've experienced that involved like movement of like objects in the home. Anything recent? Um, anything recent. 
I'm just asking because I'm most, here today. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, the most recent that I can think of are like people getting locked in the kitchen in here. Um, Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's it's kind of your run-of-the-mill ghostly experiences. Okay. A lot of people report feeling like somebody's watching them in Jane Addams's bedroom. Um, sometimes I have people come in and they don't feel comfortable going up to the second floor because it feels a little eerier up there than the first. Mm-hmm. Um, that sense of eeriness is the main thing I have experienced. Um, I also am a believer in the supernatural. I was going to ask you, so do you believe in ghosts? I okay. do. I don't believe in ghosts. I'm Muslim. Okay. So I believe in jinn. Okay. Um, which is a little bit different. Explain the difference. Yeah. So, mus- um, so Muslims believe that when someone passes away, that they don't, their spirit, their soul doesn't remain. Um, and so it doesn't remain on earth, rather, I should okay. say. And so there are these other beings uh, kind of in the vein of like angels and other celestial beings um, known as jinn, genies you may have heard of, kind yeah. of comes from this. I see. Um, and so we believe that those sort of coexist with us. And sometimes we overlap. Sometimes they interact with us. Anything that would be considered like poltergeist activity, mm-hmm. Um, demonic activity or paranormal activity yeah. usually is something we would correlate with gin. Gotcha. Um, so do I think there's a gin here? Probably. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> well, let me ask you this question from our audience. Adam wants to know, why has Hull House embraced the paranormal heritage after years of refusing to acknowledge it? Very good question. Um, partly because we understand that the role of folklore is central within communities. Um, Urban legends nowadays are more so where that vein has gone. Um, But every community has their their ghost stories and their their own sort of characters um, that represent what that community has experienced. Yeah. Um, And we wanted to first validate that from a historical perspective. And secondly, Jane Addams herself acknowledged these stories and wrote about them contemporary, you know, contemporaneously with what she was, like, when she was here and living here. Yeah. Um, and acknowledged and accepted them as well. Whether or not she believed in them, um, she did accept their importance. And so as it is part of the history of the site, we want to um, kind of highlight and then reclaim that because that, you know, these stories have kind of spiraled out away from us over the years, right? They sure have. <laughs> Just because we're not talking about it doesn't mean other people aren't. Yeah. Um, and so it's a way for us to kind of center these stories within the historical perspective that they exist in. Makes sense. We've been chatting with Hull House Education Coordinator Nadia Moraga. Thank you so much.